Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Dreamy Sky Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday, August the 7th, 2020. Hopefully it finds you staying safe and staying sweaty as I'm starting to sweat. Actually, right now, the AC is blowing on me, but this window is just... I'm starting to cook up in my office right now. Uh, if you guys have never been to Scottsdale, uh, Phoenix area in uh, August, it's we are basically Earth's oven. We're all just baking here for sure. Actually, sometimes they'll, they'll have like uh, they'll do like those little science things. They'll they'll put a a, a cookie sheet on somebody's uh, dashboard with cookies, and it will bake the cookies by the end of the day. So that's what uh, that's what that's what I'm dealing with right about now. And if you ever fly here in the summertime. Uh, you know, ten, nine, ten months out of the year, it's, it's a dream here. I love it. But it's about those 60, you know, to 90 days where uh, you get out of the airport at Sky Harbor, you open those uh, doors to catch your Uber or taxi or somebody picks you up. It's like a hairdryer is just blasting you in the face with this hot, warm air. It uh, just never really gets cool. Re- I mean, a little bit. I mean, when I say it gets cool, it's like in the mornings we've been doing these workouts outside uh, with some of our people at 515. And it's like 88 degrees. It's not bad, honestly, before the sun comes out. But any time after that, man, cooking, like hot. And that's what I'm feeling right about now. But that has nothing to do with today's podcast, by the way. I did want to talk to you uh, about how exercise makes us happier, which many of you have listened to this podcast for a very long time. So obviously, you're probably fans of exercise and fitness and health. And you know that's a blanket statement. But I want to dig into kind of four you know, very elementary scientific ways that it does that and why it's important to you. So if you have a friend or family member who maybe uh, doesn't exercise or is not as active, you can share this with them and maybe they will uh, change their tune in terms of physical activity. But before I jump into the episode, just a reminder, our 47-day transformation is kicking off here in eight days seven hours 12 minutes and 44 seconds if you want to enroll the links in my instagram bio it's also 47daytransformation.com if you guys really are struggling i can throw you a little podcast discount code to save you a couple bucks if that's going to help you be healthier and kick ass with us over the next 47 days since in a lot of some places gyms are still closed like arizona like where i'm at for example and hopefully they'll open i don't know uh as i you know proudly sit in this building that uh I can't, I can't run a business in other than podcasting and the digital content we create and all that stuff. So uh, it kind of sucks. And if you're in a place or a state or somewhere like that, or you're just not comfortable going to the gym, this this will help you melt your face off in your garage, in your backyard, wherever you guys are going to train. Obviously, we're going to deliver the workouts, you know, Monday through Friday to to light you up. We're going to talk food, but we're also going to dig into personal development, which I think now more than ever. It is probably the most vital time for a lot of people's lives. And I've always thought it was important because obviously when we created this program years ago, and we've revamped it, we updated some workouts, we updated the kitchen tour, we updated a lot of stuff for this round actually. And it's the last time we're going to run this program in 2020. We will do probably two other programs, maybe our 50 days to fitness at the end of the year, which that's kind of what we always do. And then maybe our fasting program where Monica sent me a, another program we could do, but I don't even I don't even know what tomorrow's going to look like, so I can't I can't tell you what I'm going to do after this. But um, I do know in eight days the 47 days is going to go, and that and that's as that's as far as I plan to head. But the point I was driving at 
there's a huge personal development piece inside here. And I think because of this, you know, season of life, it's affected all of us. Some of us much more than others. Some of us have got, you know, just a slap in the face. Some of us got a kick in the nuts and some of us have got both. And then that times 10, if anything good, you know, pops out of it, maybe it's the self-questioning and auditing of what we're doing with our life and what our goals were, what they are, and maybe what they'll be in the future. And we do dig into that in this program a lot. And I think that's important because I think for a lot of people, their life was on one trajectory and maybe now it's on a different trajectory. And in the short term, that might seem crippling, sad, and terrible, but in the big picture, it might be for the best. And sometimes it literally is for the best. And then there's other times where you make it be, you know, the best. And I say that because like a lot of this is mindset driven. And so obviously we're going to talk about fitness and nutrition, but we'll talk about finances and relationships and career and what you want to do. And even for me, my year was on a completely different trajectory than it is right now. Um, I've had to work more during this than probably any other time in my life for obviously significantly less money. We've pivoted, you know, to something else. So I guess what I'm driving at is I've chosen to make this be a productive season of life and a lucrative one. Um, albeit it's hard to watch part of something you've built just eat shit over and over and over again because basically you're running a business here that you can only lose people. You can get nobody else new to come train with you because you can't train with people in person. You can't invite them to groups. You can't do anything. So you're kind of fucked. And so I could sit there and cry at home in the corner, which would be super easy to do. Or I could pop on here, talk to you on YouTube. I can do the podcast. We can create these programs to deliver to people all over the world and do the best I can. And that comes from my the mindset of like just not quitting, not crying, and not just giving up. And that's a huge part of this program. And I'm, I'm most proud of this digitally. Other than the community of people and the relationships we built, that's the, the number one thing I'm most proud of in life, honestly. But uh, in terms of a digital program, this is this is it. So anyways, uh, 47dtransformation.com, if you want to join, hit me up. Uh, I'm happy to talk to you about it. I'm not trying to sell you on it. I just want to let you know like it is there. And if you're looking for something like that, on top of workouts and top of nutrition, we're going to get you looking sexy as fuck for sure. But uh, we'll try to get your mind right too inside of that. But I digress. To today's episode, which my wife had sent me over this post from the good folks over at uh, Precision Nutrition, so the guys at PN, uh, just did this. They do a lot of great little infographics, and they put a lot of good stuff. We've had some good conversations with them. When the world is rolling right, I want to get a lot of those guys in here on the podcast. It's hard to do the Skype, Zoom stuff because of the, the delay in, in the connections. I mean, it can be done, but it's just not as good. And I like to just talk with people in person. They can come in here. We can share a coffee or a whiskey or whatever they're into and uh, just shoot the shit. And I do got a lot of guests, fun ones that are going to come on uh, as soon as, you know, we can kind of do that. So that is my plan. But for now, this was a little uh, playoff of how exercise makes us happy and just diving into physical activity and how it can improve your state of mind. Now, obviously, many of you know, there's a myriad of benefits of physical fitness and activity and being healthy. I think uh, common sense, like if you're talking about you know, people who are more susceptible to a virus and to get sick and to die. This is, I would imagine, common knowledge. Like the people who are obese, who have, you know, comorbidities, underlying conditions, uh, shitty health history, shitty eating habits, bad training habits, they don't sleep well, uh, you know, they're overweight. They're going to struggle with everything in life. And the, the weird thing, and I've said this before, for the first time now in like five months, I've finally started seeing some, I mean, it was like University of Washington or somebody was like, hey, 
you know, building up your immune system uh, can help against this virus. Uh, being healthier and exercising, well, no shit. Like, I can't believe, like, and again, I, there's a lot of smart medical professionals here that we talk to. They're amazing people. We have conversations about this. We talk about it. But I've never, I haven't had the whole nation as my platform. I didn't get to stand up on a podium where the whole world fucking watched me and I didn't say a goddamn word about eating vegetables or exercising or getting quality sleep or supplementing with vitamin D and zinc and C and putting your body in the best position to fight off not just this but anything else for a better quality of life. And we completely shit the bed as Americans on that. And it's not us. It's the people who have the platforms. They didn't do that. And I think that's complete horseshit. But now I'm finally starting to see it five months in. It's insanity. And so I think the benefits of exercise, A, you tend to eat better. You tend to sleep better. You tend to have more muscle tissue and be leaner and healthier overall. It's common sense. So A, you have a better immune system. You'll be able to fight off more shit that comes your way. Two, if there is a zombie apocalypse, who's dying first? The weakest of us, most definitely. The ones who are 100 pounds overweight, for sure. Like, you see how zombies move? They move slow as shit. If you're fast and you got a little bit of endurance, you've been riding a salt bike or pushing a sled, you're going to be all right. So, in all seriousness, it's common sense stuff. But if you're not sure, like, why do I love it so much and what is the, the true benefit of it other than looking, you know, sexy as hell? The first thing, exercise, supporting their neurotransmitters. And exercise may boost the production of serotonin, which is a neurotransmitter that helps regulate mood and some cognitive function. The way that I read that in my, you know, monkey brain here is it puts you in a better mood. When you are physically active, it puts you in a better mood. Now, it's going to dive into the next one here that I'll share. But when I think of that, and again... I have probably like three, four hours left to work here, and then I actually have to work out. I might squeeze it in before. I'm not necessarily looking forward to the workout because I know the movement patterns I have coming up today. Like two of them I like, and three of them I'm like, oh, this workout's going to suck. And I know that. But I try the ones I like, it's, it's easy to get ramped up for. Even the ones I hate, the sense of accomplishment I get when I'm done is a huge part of that. And I don't know if that's the serotonin in the brain or if that's dropping dopamine hits on me like it's like a drug and you know like if you're anybody man woman whatever it is when you get a pump going right like when your your biceps get a little pump you get a little bit jacked your chest is a little bit fuller or you've been eating really well and you know you walk by yourself you're naked in the mirror you just get done with your workout and your abs are popping a little bit you're like oh man it's a little self-confidence boost you feel powerful and that's what i mean like if you're talking the neurotransmitters in your brain's that like if it regulates mood, not only do you feel a sense of accomplishment, not only do you feel like this, I would imagine like it's like a natural high, but you feel like you can kick the shit out of the world. That's why we do this. Because it's even if it didn't prolong my life a fucking day, the quality of my life up to this point has been amazing. If for some reason I'm driving home here today and I get hit by a semi and I'm and I drop dead, the quality of my life up to this point has been fucking amazing, and I have to attribute a lot of that to the way that I've taken care of myself, the way that I sleep, the supplements I take, the way that I obviously train, and the food I put in my body, and the things that I read and listen to. That all makes up 
how healthy I am and how fit I am. And that makes the quality of my life better. That's why I don't see an argument not for exercising. That's, again, I'm not trying to make this like a political thing. It's why I have a hard time where they're like, oh, you sh- these people shouldn't be able to go to the gyms and exercise. Like, are we, are we fucking serious with this? I mean, oh, we should all just stay home and what? And we're all going to exercise when it's 110 degrees? And you're telling me that the people who are going to be in New York City, and if it's December, and you say, oh, just exercise in your apartment, it isn't the same. It's better than nothing for sure. But I believe when we can work in community and we can work with people safely and efficiently, that's the healthiest of us, the gym-going crowd. The ones who eat the best, the ones who understand like nutrition, supplements, hygiene, and exercise. That's why I've had a hard time in the state of Arizona that we're here. And again, I abide by all the rules. Uh, I don't break them. I do whatever they're saying. Yet you can go to the casino here and smoke cigarettes nonstop, playing slots right next to people, sitting at a card table right next to people. Yet I can't get six people in here 10 feet apart doing exercise. It's a tough pill to swallow, man. And you wonder why we're in the fucking boat that we're in. So, it was a little bit off topic. But I do believe exercise can change the mood. And the science supports that. The second tip. Boosting those endorphins, which a lot of you are familiar with. Exercise can give you short bursts of endorphins. The chemicals in the brain that block pain and produce that natural high we're all searching and i believe if i'm not mistaken the pain pathways and the movement pathways in the brain are the same i think that's why like if you were to stub your toe or hit your hand you shake it really fast um to kind of block the pain of it if i'm not if i'm not correct if there's a doctor out there listening and hey jeremy you're an idiot that's completely wrong correct me but i believe i am correct with that i think why if you watch like ufc which i'm a huge fan of mixed martial arts in general but if you watch the ufc the movement pathways and the pain pathways are the same and obviously there's adrenaline going on there with those guys and their you know freaks of nature but they keep moving and when they stop and they can sit and they go back and obviously the adrenaline you know stops moving and uh the movement pathways are 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 open you know that pain starts to seep in and you're like holy shit but Exercise, for any of you guys who know, gives you that short burst of endorphins and the chemical in the brain that's going to block the pain and produce that natural high. It's why you can push through things. And again, most of us, physical and mental, obviously, like, right? It doesn't block all the pain because when I'm doing split squats, the pain is real. But you build up a tolerance to that and you build up a strength to that. And so now the stuff I do that even five years, years ago used to murder me it's not that bad anymore. And now I do those those same workouts and uh, I don't f- I don't want to say this the wrong way cuz you you can't kill yourself every workout, right? Like you can't die every workout, you can't beat your body to shit. It it'll never it'll never recover, you'll never be able to heal and your joints only have so much life on them. But there's workouts that I would do 5 years ago and that I do now as and I'm old, 5 years older. And after the age of probably 22, 5 years older is not really a great thing for the the joints in the body correct me if anybody out there feels like hey i'm 49 i feel weight my joints feel way better than did at 29 i don't think anybody's saying that what i'm driving at with that is i'll do those same workouts i did five years ago and they're still challenging but they're not nearly as hard because i've built up a tolerance to that i've built up more strength now i work smarter obviously um 
which means you don't necessarily have to work quote unquote harder, but you're able to because you've built that up. And a lot of times you do get a natural high and you're chasing that. It's like that natural endorphins. It's that natural dopamine hit to the brain. You're like, okay, cool. I got a good pump going or I accomplished something. That's the beauty of fitness. And again, these are chemical things that are happening in your brain and your body. And I don't know in our normal lives if we get a lot of that. Like when else in my life am I going to get, you know, a natural boost of endorphins? When am I going to get natural dopamine hits to the brain? And the example I always share is this. And to any young person out there listening, if you're 15, 16, 17, 18, uh, any, and then if you if you do play sports in college, 19, 20, 21, 22-ish, you have to savor the feeling you get. And hopefully they're going to play sports at some point and figure it out or whatever that looks like. Because it's I feel not for the pro guys, they're fine. Uh, for the younger dudes, because I would be really sad if I was a senior in high school right now and I, you know, they said I couldn't play basketball because I put my whole life into it. And for me, it was like that was everything. So I went to college, honestly. But that feeling you get when you run out of like the football tunnel for your your first football game in your senior year, or if you guys made it to state, or if it's your homecoming game or your rival game, whatever it is, those of you who've done it know what I'm talking about. Or you know, you you throw a touchdown pass, you catch one, or you get an interception, or you make a big play, or a tackle, or a fourth down stop. Or if you're playing basketball and you just you run out in warmups even in high school, just that feeling like if if your school band is playing and like if you're like me, all your criminal public school friends are sitting up in their uh, you know, black trench coats, uh, you know, from the early 2000s, uh, black leather trench coats, if you will, very, very G, uh, you see them all sitting there and it's like, you know, you're in the game and you hit a big shot or you get a steal, get a dunk or whatever happens. And it's like this electricity goes through your body. We call that the juice. Like you got the juice now, like you're the dude. And it's just like, especially the nights where like everything goes right. Like you just can't miss, you drop a 40 piece on somebody and you just, it's like a drug, man. Like you get addicted to it. And it's, I don't know how to explain if you're not this kind of person, you become something else. Like when you're competitive like that, you're a fucking killer. You know, you feel like even though you're a shell of, of like a Michael Jordan, you feel like this Jordan-like thing inside you. And it's the energy of the crowd and the people. That's it's chemical reactions happening in your brain, your physical body. It's like why you get that hit, you know, of endorphins coming into the body you get that serotonin or that rush for adrenaline and like you could be tired as, as shit and then you hit a shot and it surges into you and all of a sudden you have energy again it's like this renewed life and anybody who's played sports knows what i'm talking about and it's the high of that when that part of your life is done there's very few things that can ever mimic it or bring it back or get you even remotely close to it and I work in an industry where I've been very blessed and fortunate to, to shoot these large productions and work out on camera with people and friends and we do our little competitions here and it's it's fun but it's nowhere close to that but it's as close as it could possibly be and I share that my little jog down memory lane for two reasons one if you're young enough to still have those opportunities please do not take them for granted. And two, as an adult, if you're going to find them, you're going to find them through fitness. You're going to find them through group workouts. You're going to find them through like mini challenges, whether it's with me or with yourself. If you do our Sunday Metcons, if you're in like our 47 day transformation program, if you are a person who's a tri person, like a tri sprint or a full Ironman, you're going to find it in those things, those little challenges, which push you that give you this, they make you happier. 
They just they, they put you in a great mindset. You feel powerful. You feel invincible. You feel like you can kick the shit out of the fucking world. And that is what exercise does. That is what fitness does. And that is why when I see people out there saying like, oh, you know, gyms are overrated or, you know, fitness is over, you're confused. You never played sports. You're never competitive. You were never a winner. You never challenged yourself. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. It matters. And it's not just a physical thing. It is a mental thing, too. If my life was only this, solely on a podcast and solely just making videos by myself and I could never work with humans and never get to hang out with my fitness friends, it's you're only so inspired to keep moving. Like, I think Hannah's a gangster. Hannah Eden, if you guys follow her on Instagram, obviously BJ Gador, you know, and Alexia. I use them three because those are the three people most of you probably know. Um, and I watch their stuff. And I watch like Hannah working out or I watch BJ do what he does. And I'm like, I think it's dope. I appreciate the 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 mastery of the craft and what they're doing. And it might motivate me to try something different or, or look at something, but it's only so motivating. Now, if we're all in a room together, now there's like this high. You're vibing off them and you're not going to quit because they're not going to quit. Something about that is pushing them. And fitness does that to you, especially in like in like a group setting or when you're around other humans. Or even if you can do it digitally, it's better than nothing alone. But if you're not exercising and you're not challenging yourself to do one more rep or one more set or do a couple more seconds or try to complete a workout you, you maybe you couldn't have six months ago or a year ago, that makes you happier. Even if you failed, you tried. And there's beauty in the failure of it. There's a lot of stuff I've tried here. My, my 1K road time is 1,000 meters. Uh, for a thousand is three minutes and one second three minutes and one second on a 1k row could i go under three for sure now i'm scared to because the amount of pain it puts my body and it makes me feel like a bag of shit i go but i failed doing under three minutes multiple times but there's beauty in that though of challenging myself and seeing how deep in my pain cave i want to go and see how much i've improved and see how much bandwidth i'm willing to you know give up before i basically pass out on the machine and fitness gives that to you. And even in the failure of those things, it does make you happier, you know, because at least you tried. And the people who don't exercise or, and who aren't fit, like, they're the, you know, didn't even go to the game. At least you played the game, win or lose. And fitness does that for you. Exercise does that for you. Number three, reducing inflammation, which is probably counterintuitive to what a lot of people think, but there are many types of exercise that can actually lower inflammation which is a potential cause of depression. Now, if you're training hard as shit, you're going to get some inflammation in the body. And you need some inflammation in your body to be healthy. If you had none, you would drop dead and die. But there is certain things you can do to reduce that. And I'm not talking about pushing a sled. I'm not talking about you know your 2K row PR. No, no, no. Mobility, most definitely. Yoga. Going for an, an easy walk. Maybe going for an easy row, you know, doing tissue work with your foam rolling, with your self-massage, playing like light sport activity, light dynamic movement, basic things that we take for granted that are not taxing on your body, they make you feel amazing. Like they make you feel energized and recovered, like you have so much more left in the tank and you need those days. That's why I say mandatory mobility because it puts your body in a good place. You're easing, you're, you're improving your tissue quality, getting the blood flow moving. You're working those joints, doing a little joint juicing, moving things through space. That's ideal. 
to lower the shitty inflammation. You can't just train balls to the walls all the time and expect, you know, to have this, I guess, perfect synergy of inflammation in the body. It's not going to happen. But there's certain things that have been shown to improve that. We call it, like on the podcast we talked about before, neat, like the, you know, your non-exercise activity. The stuff you don't think matters, just walking your dog. Because it's a, it's a relaxing thing. That's why I'm I'm a fan of yoga. I am a fan of mobility. I'm a fan of massage and tissue work, and those types of things. Those can help reduce the inflammation in the body. It's been shown to anyway. And the last one on our list here: decreasing stress, which I believe all of us now are feeling it a little bit. Unless you're completely hiding under a rock, and I do my best to hide under my, you know rock here in the building but even with that I do have to communicate with people in the outside world and I do see things that go on and some of them are things I don't want to see and some of them are you know sad and depressing and just the uh, you know if anything it's the uncertainty of things which causes a certain amount of stress especially when you run a business during this when they force your business to not be open it's uh, not really stress free but Exercise can be a great antidote to stress with research linking to depression, perhaps owning to the body's inflammatory stress response. That's crazy. So exercise can be a great antidote to stress. And there's research that is linked to depression, perhaps owning to the body's inflammatory stress response. The way that I read that is, it's like anything. There's a lot of ways to relieve stress in your life. I think for some people, if it's having sex, I think that can be a great stress reliever if, you, if you're if you doing it right, which doesn't seem that complex. And uh, honestly, I think physical activity is the same way. That's why I say it makes you feel good. You know, you either worked off energy or you worked off some anger or it is an outlet for you to do something productive and feel good, whether that's, you know, Again, I'm I'm talk I'm thinking like literally in my brain like punching a heavy bag, or if you're playing basketball, you're really competing, uh, or you're you're going for a deadlift PR, or you're pushing a sled, or for you runners out there, you're just going for a run and you get that natural runner's high. Now today we ran uh, these long loops uh, out of the park here. I think one of the loops is like half a mile, and uh, I don't know when the runner's high starts, but uh, I've ran. 5Ks before, and I've done like the Tough Mudders and those things, and um, maybe I missed it, but uh, I sure didn't feel high, and it was not a runner's high, I can promise you that, but for a lot of people, running is a stress reliever. My boy D-Lo here, he runs, he runs in the, he runs outside right now, even 100 and some degrees, he's crazy, but he also does the trail runs, and he likes those kind of races, and uh, I think for him, it's a stress reliever. I think it's a way to, he can challenge himself. To me, that's what fitness is. It's without that, I would be sad for sure. If if all this season of life was happening right now, with everything that has happened, you know, with the world uh, in America, obviously uh, across the board, from all the shit, I'm not going to list everything. All the shit we're dealing with, plus my own personal life, plus my wife and her career stuff, plus being a business owner, and you know with our community here of people and I, I you know I take on their stories so I sometimes take on their stress if I was not able to be active during this if I couldn't come here and exercise if I couldn't meet up with some people outside and exercise she'll be pretty depressing man 
it would be pretty stressful and it already is but it would be way worse if i didn't have that as the outlet because then also not my physical body would start to not look and move and feel the way that i want then i would i would be more stressed about that building it back up and doing those things and that's why i do think fitness and exercise is one of the greatest stress relievers there is i believe it builds confidence it builds character and for most of us, it builds a sense of community. There's a sense of belonging. We belong to, we're, we are fitness people. We belong to this gym or we belong to this tribe or we, we, we belong to this program or we follow the same methodologies or belief systems. We are healthy people. We are fitness people. It's like when you, it's, I don't know what the term is called. I've talked about it before a long time ago. It's like when you're, let's say you're in New York City and I'm on, you know, the subway and I'm in there. Maybe I have, you know, a a Minnesota hat on or something. And uh, there's another guy across me and he's wearing a Viking shirt. And he looks at me, he's like, oh, you're from Minnesota? I'm like, yeah, originally I am. And he's like, oh yeah, man, I live in Minneapolis, blah, blah, blah. Or I have an Arizona, you know, t-shirt on. They see somebody with a, you know, ASU or U of A hat. And it's like, we have this commonality because we're both from Arizona, even though we're in a different place. So we have this weird connection. It's weird we do that as people. Or if you're in another country, like maybe we're out to dinner in Italy and you see another American and you're Americans and it's like you have this bond because you're both in it. So it just keeps spreading and spreading and spreading, right? It's the same way with fitness. I could be in an airport just sitting there and for most likely I'm wearing clothes. You can tell I work out and exercise depending on what I wear. I typically travel in like fitness type apparel that's, you know, form fitting. So I don't look like, you know, just a total turd. I look like a dude who probably, you know, has worked out a couple of times and uh, I'll see somebody else who's fit and you might not say anything to him you might not even acknowledge each other but you see each other and like okay he's part of the same group that i'm part of there's community in that whether you whether you consciously or subconsciously know that or not there is and a lot of times you do in as uh you know the great philosopher sean carter aka jay-z once said you know real recognize real and uh it's true you, you just recognize those people who put in the work like you you're part of this kind of this you know, brotherhood, sisterhood of people who really just gives a shit about health and fitness and you have this connection. And the last thing I'll say here with this of why exercise is so important, fitness is so important, and the gym culture and community is so important to people. The amount of humans I know here that, you know, have texted me, messaged me, called me, you know, when the gyms here have remained closed and in other states where they've never even opened yet, how sad they are. And they call crying and they're depressed and they feel lonely because they they can't, you know, see a lot of their fellow fitness people or their, their or friends, you know, and they can't come and be part of something that, you know, it helps them. And uh, that's why I sometimes don't think people outside of the fitness community understand the impact it really has. It is so much more than just sets and reps if you find a place that makes it more than just sets and reps. I haven't been to, you know, a lot of CrossFit boxes, whether I agree with the methodology or not, or what they do, it's not my place to judge. I think there's a place for everybody. I don't necessarily think, you know, Planet Fitness should be serving pizza and donuts in the fucking lobby, but there's a place for them. And there's a place where that they do help people and they get them active. And it's not for me to judge what they're doing. The reason I say that is, there's way more than goes on than just sets and reps, even in the Planet Fitness, I would imagine, at least at the good ones. There's way more than goes on just sets and reps at the at the CrossFit boxes. There's community in that. There's 
memories, there's friendships, there's connections, there's happiness that's shared there. That's beyond just, you know, what's your friend time? And for those people out there who do not exercise or haven't been part of something like that, I would urge you to find one when you can, whether that's digitally or in person. I mean, your risk level is up to you. If you don't feel comfortable going to the gym, that's totally fine. That's why a person like me does exist. And we have way more athletes who work with, obviously, online than we do in person. And we're happy to facilitate that. I love the in-person connection of it. That's why I bought this building. And that's why we do this. But in these times where apparently you can't, um, I try to do it as best I can in, in a digital sense. And it matters. And you feel like you're part of something because you are. And you're all you know, kind of eating shit, you know, together, and you're all having fun together. And there's a camaraderie there where you can meet someone from North Carolina and Indianapolis and Arizona and Minnesota and, you know, Ontario and Hawaii and London and wherever you're at, you can connect because you're part of this tribe. And it makes you happier knowing you're all going through these terrible workouts that we created together. But in all seriousness, you know, Exercise does make you happier. Fitness does make you happier. Being a, a fitter person who, you know, moves better uh, and looks better, I believe you're going to have a, a better quality of life. And I believe that's a lot where happiness comes from because happiness to me is, is making progress. Happiness to me is enjoying what you do. It's, it's loving and, and hating the process. I, I say that in jest. Together. It's achieving something and challenging yourself and being more and doing things that maybe you didn't think were possible at first and becoming something, you know, that you look back on like, holy shit, how did I do this? It didn't happen overnight. It happened over many years and you just morphed into this person that your friends and family see as like this happy, energetic uh, person that inspires them. And that's, of anything of of why I do this is because, well, it's it's how I'm wired. I don't know any other way. But if, if me sharing the workouts I do here If me sharing the podcast, if me sharing uh, the email newsletter we send out three to five times a week to people, if that inspires people to make one better food choice, you know, quit drinking, not be so fucking depressed, start exercising, move their ass, maybe they do one of the challenges that we set up, it's amazing. And I do it, A, obviously it's our business, so, you know, I'm not a a saint here. Obviously we make money, we have to, it's how we survive, but... We do it because I understand how important it is. Because without this, I don't even know if I'd be alive right now. And I say that with the utmost clarity and honesty as I can. If I didn't find this as my outlet, if I didn't change the way I was eating, if I didn't change the way I was drinking, if I didn't change the way I was, you know, using recreational drugs, I'll put it that way, um, I don't know if I'd be here. Like, I, if, I, if I was, none of you would know me, see me, or have heard of me. None of this life wouldn't have happened. All these connections, all these relationships, nothing. It wouldn't be here. I, either A, would have probably killed myself, or I'd be so depressed, I'd be literally just living on a string right now, and I'd be a shell of the person that you see today. But because I pulled my head on my ass, and I started to eat better, and I found exercise as my second life, if you will. You know, sports was it at an early age and then when you get too old and or when you're not good enough after after college for me um you know and it wasn't going to be you know Russell Westbrook James Harden or LeBron so that ship was never going to happen this became my second life and that's why I 
I do what I do every day because exercise has made me happier. It's made me a better person, it's made me a better, you know, son, better brother, better husband, better friend, better everything. And uh, I know people are like, oh, Jeremy, it's just fitness. I'm like, those of you who are listening who know, you know what I'm talking about. It changes who you are. It gives you this work ethic um, to understand that nothing really is given. You have to earn it in fitness. And if you can understand that in this world, you can apply that to every other area of your life. If you work on something and you give a shit, if you're not flexible, you can become more flexible. If you're not strong, you can get stronger. If your cardio sucks, you can improve it. If you have shitty eating habits, you can turn them into better eating habits. And if you can control the flesh, the physical body, you can do damn near fucking anything you want. And that's the beauty of fitness, and that's why it's so important. And I think even though there's a price you have to pay and you go through the pain and you eat the shit up front, it is pretty sweet, it's pretty badass, and you end up being a pretty happy human being on the back end. And I've seen it here with myself and my personal life and uh, with many, I mean hundreds and hundreds, at this point it's thousands, it's thousands of clients that we've worked with. If you're talking the internet too, it's it's way in the thousands. And uh, you know, I always said, it's hard to get people to do stuff until they're ready. And as crazy as my old man, uh, him and I have been talking uh, about once a week in the last uh, couple weeks here because we got some stuff going on um, with our family. So him and I connect uh, for about an hour once a week. Him and I are both not big talkers, so that's a lot for us. And uh, he's lost like 30, he's lost like 30 pounds. I don't know how quick he said it was. It was pretty quick. Um, again, you see where I come from this fucking... Terminator sent back in time to kill John Connor, you know, one track mentality. My old man to this day still works two full time jobs. He works more than I do from basically five in the morning till nine at night. <sighs> How he does it, I don't fucking know. He's in his 60s. And, uh, but he lost like 30 pounds and he was kind of going over his diet from his like, well, I eat, you know, tuna and bananas. I sent him some athletic greens, obviously, and uh, some D3 and what else? Some, some zinc. I sent him a bunch of stuff. But the point I'm driving at is he lost 30 pounds. And he just got tired of how he was feeling and how he was looking. He said he started to feel like he was looking pregnant. And now he says he's got like a 30-inch waist. He's like the smallest he's been probably since like high school. And uh, super impressive. And I'm super proud of him. It's amazing to see. But just how he just seems happier. Like he seems, you know, that's a huge achievement. It's a huge accomplishment. So hopefully he listens to this. And I told him already, but Perry, if you're listening respect dude it's not easy to do at 60 let alone any age but he he just feels better and he, he sounds happier on the phone because he's taking control of his health and he's made healthier choices and my dad has drink booze hard as fuck for like i don't know probably 30 30 what is he 60 40 some years easily of just drinking booze like hard as shit and uh he quit drinking booze for two months it's i mean i never thought that would be a thing that would happen and i would say it. he quit drinking booze for two months Sort of eating, you know, lean proteins, fruits, you know, for carbohydrates. Not a huge veggie fan, so I give me athletic greens. Um, but it's impressive to see. And uh, just to, to see how he looks, he even sent me a selfie on his phone. Six-year-old dude, Midwest. Looks like Clint Eastwood from Gran Torino. Sending me a fucking selfie of the bathroom of how lean he is. It's fucking amazing. And uh, exercise, you know, and eating right did that for him. Just walking and, and working like he normally does. And, uh, you know, he can't sit still anyway, but changing his eating habits, not drinking booze, not eating, you know, Schwann's ice cream. We're from the Midwest. Uh, Super impressive to see how happy people are to share their progress, to share their results and hear how they talk. 
That's why I harp on it so much, and that's why I do believe it's an essential thing for everybody to do. However you need to do it, it just has to be done, and these places have to exist uh, to help people do that. So That is my quick rant for today on how exercise makes us happier. Um, it certainly has for me. Pretty much all my friends and all my family, the ones who buy into at least even a shred of what I do, uh, it makes a huge difference. And it, it all comes together, man. It, it really does. I think you have to do it all. And you might start with just the eating or you might start with just the exercise. But uh, when you feel better, you move better. And when you feel better and move better, you just have a better life. And, you know, that's what this is all about. Just having a, a happier, healthier, quality lifestyle. And exercise and taking care of yourself can do that. Pretty much common sense, but as you look across America and the world, it doesn't seem as common as it really should. So I guess common sense is all, not all that common these days. But hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Again, all stuff you know or just some easy listening as you guys are on your walk or maybe hanging out in your pool and uh, you know, staying safe and sweaty and doing what you're doing, living your life hopefully the best of your ability and getting out there and just you know, trying to kick the shit out of all the goals you have in your your sights. So other than that, um, I'll probably have Heather pop on the podcast tomorrow and I'll drop you guys a ton until our 47 day transformation kicks off here, which is in eight days. If you're interested, 47 transformation.com. I'll shoot you a little podcast discount code if you guys want it. And if that can help you out, I'm happy to do so. Short of that, um, I got a ton of little ones in the queue. Maybe I'll do one in like my, you know, my new quarantine or you know i don't even know what you call it is this quarantine anymore what i don't even know what seasonal life we're in shutdown life like but like casinos are open here but gyms aren't so i feel like the world is shut down yet i drive around and people are out doing whatever so whatever season of life this is in maybe i'll call it you know uh my covid routine i fucking hate that too um i'll figure out a name for the podcast and i'll walk you guys through like kind of what my days have looked like lately because they are different my training is a little bit different uh, my eating definitely is a, a little bit different and uh, just everything in general. But I'm doing the best I can with where I'm at. I feel great. My body feels the best it's ever felt. And I think I look good. But if I don't, I'm sure people on Instagram and Facebook will tell me. So <laughs> I, uh, I leave that up to them. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. And again, if you got questions on anything, podcast requests, any of the supplements or programs or things that we promote and put out, I'm happy to answer them any way I can. And for those of you guys who will be rocking with us on the 47 Day Transformation, I'm happy to to kick ass with you guys over the next you know 50-ish days or so. And if you're watching on YouTube, thank you again for subscribing. We appreciate all of you there. And until next time. Oh, wait. I almost forgot. If you're on iTunes right now, stop. Don't be a lazy ass. Go to your podcast app on your phone. Scroll your finger all the way down. Drop me a five-star. Leave me a couple of comments. Truly would appreciate it. Same thing if you're on your MacBook or your iPad. Drop us a review, you guys. It goes a long way. Share this with a friend or family member who doesn't mind swear words and wants to be motivated by some crazy guy in Scottsdale who likes to work out. I would appreciate that. And end. Until next time. Eat well. Train hard. Be nice to people. And please, you guys, keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.